Welcome back to another episode of Roll Dogs. It is your host, Amir, and I'm here with my other host, John Nell. Yes, yes. Welcome back. Thank y'all so much for listening. We are not going to waste a lot of y'all motherfucking time because, bitch, we got some shit we need to talk about. It's a bunch of shit to talk about. Yes. I have been waiting. Power to the motherfucking people. And if you know what that phrase means, you know what we're about to get into. Um, So... Over these past couple of days, well, first off, excuse me, we're going to go into our entertainment, guess what, section of the podcast, and we are starting with the Riverboat Brawl. I know y'all have seen it, y'all have seen the chairs, y'all have seen the memes, um, over the, was it the weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the weekend. Over the weekend, or these past couple of days, there was a huge brawl that took place. Um, now, it said that this took place because there was some people on a boat. They were at a dock. They refused to move. Even after the security guard was telling them, you know, to move, there was several boats that were trying to dock, correct? They were right. trying so to... So they were in the way of boats that actually had shit to do. Yeah. So they were just there. Allegedly, there was some um, racial things slurred at the uh, security guard. And then a huge fight happened. Um, what was your reaction to this? Well, it's funny because when the video first came out, I think it was mostly just them fighting. Mm-hmm. So you just see everybody coming down to the pier, ready to ready to box it out. And then the other video came out where it showed the beginning part. Yeah. So it was a basically people that were on a boat spectating it. Yeah. And they saw the whole thing played out. They saw the security guards saying like, "Hey, you guys can't park here. You got to move your boat further down, please." Um, and then the uh, other people, you know, feeling very offended and, you know, being like, no, we're not moving. Right. Getting all up in the security guard's face. The security guard threw his um, his, his hat, hat up. That's when you know shit was going down. Hey, hey, he said, you know what? Let's go. Right. And then from there, like, shot or fists were being thrown. Uh, people started running down, like, to join in. This one boy who's become a pretty big hero now, yep. jumped off the boat with all the spectators on it and started swimming across yeah. so he could confront what was going down. Yeah. This was a big moment. It was it was really huge. And, um, of course, I hear that there are some like racially charged moments that happened. Allegedly, there was like a Trump rally there uh, previous, like that previous couple of days or something like that. So there was like a Trump rally. Not saying that the individuals that got their ass beat were Trumpers, but I don't know. You never know, right? right. Um, I think one of the most interesting things was um, this security guard was literally just doing his job, and it just kind of shows the nerve and gall of some Caucasian people, right? Because they jumped that man, and, and shout out to him, because initially he was holding his own. Right. Like, he was fighting, and he was throwing them things. And you could see and you can kind of like hear people just kind of like agitated, like as they're recording. And then the thing I love about this is kind of like it was like cinema. It was like this is a really good doc because you got so many angles. And then like one hour you just had a fight. The next hour you had like the person on a boat saying like, damn, he's swimming. That boy is swimming over there. Help him. Then the guy, he's got in the water made it to the dock, pulled himself up, and started throwing them things. Right. Uh, the people, the crew of the boat, they got off, 
start throwing them things. That leads me that leads me to believe that there had to be like a community that worked there right. and they all knew each other. They all, you know, if not knew each other personally, at least in passing. Or even knew that security guard. Yeah. Like, how can you sit there and jump somebody who's yeah. doing their job? Like, are you crazy? Bitch. Same thing like when you see like things going down in like a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Like you fight one of the workers, you might you might end up hurt by everybody else. Listen, because I mean they work together. They right. spend more time together than they spend with their families because, you know, you're at work for such a long period of time. Baby, they got to throw it. I mean, wait, 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 wait. Because, I mean, if, it's, <laughs> if a whole down happens at work, are you jumping in? Mm, see, that's two totally <laughs> different things. That's two, that's two, that's apples and oranges. Okay. Um, now, had it been at some of my other jobs with, you know, some of the really close friends I made. Yeah, I just met these people. Right. I'm not getting my ass beat for y'all. Like, they knew. Not not yet. <laughs> you got to you gotta build up. Right, to you got to build up to, like, the ass, like, the, I swing on a bitch for right. you. Right. Like, right now, we're in a, yeah, we may be able to go pick up lunch together <laughs> once every two months. But... I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. I and I'm not, I'm not condoning violence. However, I am condoning you fuck around and you find out. And they thought that man was by himself, not going to have anybody to assist him. And I love how like when black people are about to fight, in one of the videos you see this guy like skipping. Black people never skip unless they're going to like an altercation because that's like they build it. Every bounce is building yourself up to beat a bitch in the back of the head. Like you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see his like head. And I'm like, they about to beat their ass. They about to. And they did the damn thing. And I was so proud of them. And I like that everybody was getting kind of like nicknames. <laughs> like I think the, the boy who swam was, they said Black Aquaman. Yeah. So he had a several, several nicknames. Um, Black Aquaman, JJ Fish, Michael B. Phelps, Captain Hook, Catfish Cuz, uh, Tyrone Lochte, Lud uh, <laughs> Nomar, uh, which is kind of a play on, you know, Nomar from the, the um, Black Aquaman Panther. series. Yeah, yeah, Black Panther, sorry. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it was one of those moments where. I was proud of my people. But the thing is, you had so many different people that were also recognizable in the fight. You had the guy with the chair who was knocking people out. Yes. You had the the three dudes that rolled up and was like, what's going on? They had their shirts off. Right. They they was ready. They, they were the <laughs> catalyst. They saw it and was like, get, get us up the fuck off this boat. You know how like a bitch is just waiting right. for a reason to swing on somebody. Those three was just waiting. And they they ain't, they ain't do a lot of talking. They ain't let the family on the boat kind of like talk them out of it. No, nah, bitch, you was big and bad. I'm swinging. And they swung. And I, and I fucks with that. Like, I fucks with that type of energy. Like, if I've already made it up in my mind that I want to fight you, bitch, I'm not about to waste my energy talking to you. Right. Like, no, you did something wrong. You thought that man didn't have people to kind of back him up. And we we showed you otherwise. We showed you otherwise. And then, of course, so this exploded all over social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of opinions that came out about it. Very true. And, of course, there's some people who, you know, were like, well, why are we fighting? 
Yeah. So I think one person ended up saying, like, what's your obsession over seeing black people whooping white people's ass? Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like, girl, you probably should have just left that in the drafts. Because what's our obsession with seeing black people? Like, what's their obsession with oppressing black people? What's their obsession with always being in a black person's business? What's their obsession with always having something negative to say? Um, And when I say them, I'm talking about, of course, just like the ones who are racially charged, you know, those individuals. It may be two or three good ones out there, but I'm still going to lump y'all up in the same category until I see fit. Well, the thing is, I don't know if she even watched the full video, but Clear as day, thankfully there were cameras there, because there's a lot of these incidents that may happen, especially in the past, where yeah. there was no way to film. You just saw it happen. And yeah. Unfortunately, if you didn't jump in, you know, X, Y, Z happened. But in this specific case, there's cameras all around. People are video recording it, and they're showing these guys jumping the security guard. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, black people just attacking these guys. While, For no reason. While they're just having fun on summer vacation or whatever the fuck yeah. is happening. No, they actually jumped a security guard who was trying to do his job saying, hey, you need to move your boat because we need this area. And one of the things that kind of (laughs) like, I knew it, they pulled up old tweets of her saying, oh, I can't wait to have a mixed baby. I can't wait to marry a white man. Um, uh, You know, people automatically think I'm I'm mixed with white, blah, 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 like all this type of stuff. So it kind of shows her true. it's the um, the color contact circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 You got that. You hit that right. The nail right on the, <laughs> on the head. Um, but I feel like, you know, one person said there's over 400 years worth of reasons <laughs> like why we are obsessed. And I'll be I'll be honest. I'm one of those people. Baby, I was like, you know what? Yeah. And I had white friends that was like, <laughs> that's what should happen. That's what like. And let me let me just say this before we kind of move on and segue to you know other things. I hate it when some black people say like this isn't the such and such a we're not our like ancestors, but our ancestors was whooping ass too. Like it just was a different form. Like, do you think a nigga will be able to conduct and do the underground railroad these days? No, no. we all be dead because we. we ooh, I was about to say something that was. Very, very out of pocket. But we don't have enough people that's willing to like listen and learn. So I hate when people say like, this is not the this is not the old days. Cause back in the, you know, when they was doing the, the, the 60s and the civil rights era and all of that, they was throwing them things. They they was throwing them. They had a lot of balls. They they were putting themselves out there. So I feel like if anything, this is just a continuation of the beatdowns that they deserve. I mean, it was definitely well deserved, like I don't know what they were thinking. You know, some people say, oh, we were drunk or blah, 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 blah. But, like, at the end of the day, like, no, you can't just be, like, trying to jump on somebody that's at work. Yeah. And, of course, people came out with all types of memes about the situation as well. Somebody posted, um, my brothers and sisters got active on that doc. And they posted, um, I think it's Josie and the Pussycats. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and they were beat, they're beating up somebody who's like in a um like a ghost suit and like yeah. <laughs> they just beating ass. It and I mean that's what that's the I want to say that's the beauty of it because we have so many videos of like 
training for like the next brawl and people saying like me if I was in Alabama, blah blah blah. All of these people with the chairs, uh, you know, getting prepared. But that's one of the things that I love about Twitter is that we can come together when it's time. And it's justified for somebody getting their ass beat, but we can also laugh about it too, right? Because it was several different things within that movie. Like, I mean, within see, I said it was a movie, it's cinema. It uh, we needed an Academy Award for it. Um, there were several different moments that was like funny. There was one point where like um, this guy was getting his ass beat so bad he just jumped in the water. Oh like, yeah, I saw just, that. <laughs> and then the guy with the chair. <laughs> The way he binked that lady upside her head, like, I don't condone violence, but bitch, <laughs> everybody was like, ooh. It was, it was a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of people were getting their, what they deserve. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. Right. And it's unfortunate, but, like, mamas, like, your people's. You know, they wrote a check that your ass couldn't cash and you got your ass beat. Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> Bitch, if I'm getting my ass beat, are you jumping in? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Same. I same. mean, obviously. Like, bitch, is it, I mean, we got like, we didn't got a story to tell our kids. Right. Like, yeah. Your Uncle John L was talking shit. So your daddy had to jump in and help me. We was at the dock. He knew I couldn't swim. They were about to push me over. So Plus, I feel like in most cases, you're not doing something to provoke it. So usually it'd be something that happened. Very true. Very true. Like, which I was thinking about that. I was thinking, like, if something happened, I know I have a set of bitches that'll pull up and be like, okay, like, these white folks fucking with John L. Let's, let's go do it. Could you be in that type of friendship where your friend is always causing chaos? And like always, like calls you in, like, <laughs> like hey. this girl, this girl bumped in front of me at the fast food place. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you at work? <laughs> right, like, can you take your lunch? Can you take your lunch? Cause this bitch, probably, cause you know, you know how I am, like, but you know, like what, like. Bitch, you squaring up? Like it's one on one. Like I'm gonna come just make sure that nobody jump in. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but then I also be like, bitch, I I got a two-ass whooping minimum. Like, bitch, I'm only getting my ass whooped twice for you. After that, bitch, no, I can't do it. <laughs> Especially out here in Dallas. Bitch, I watch my mouth out here in Dallas. Bitches be bumping me in a club. I be like, excuse me? Excuse me, man? <laughs> like, bitch, I am, I am not about to fight these country corn-fed, like... They tip cows for fun. Although I will say here. recently, I haven't really seen things going down. Yeah, yeah, it's been real chill. I think it's because it's too hot. And then also, bitch, we'll be in them kind of environments. Yeah, I think after like two is when it gets a little yeah <laughs> the fallout. That's why we don't go the there. Fall- but <laughs> but yeah, I definitely feel like bitch. If I see you swinging, I'm swinging too. Most of the times, I like how I'm cut. I'm that type of friend where like. I'm I'm on your corner, like I'm right on the shoulder, because as soon as a bitch say something, and I'm like, okay, bitch, you not reacting fast enough, I'm swinging, and that be my problem. That that was my problem before. I'm I've matured now, but usually I end up fighting a bitch that my friend is supposed to fight, because bitch, you talking too much, 
And this bitch ain't moving fast enough. So now, here we go. It's an all out. Here we go. But yeah, I know I got some bitches. I know I got some friends that, bitch, if somebody fuck with me, y'all coming. Shout out to y'all. And y'all know vice versa. Bitch, I'm going to get there. I'm going to jog there because I ain't wasting my energy, but I'm going to get there. Mm-mm. Not you being the last of show. Uh-huh. Bitch, let just drop kicking bitches. But, but um, definitely for this one, so thankful that people were there to witness it. Absolutely. And like actually catch it on film. Because other than that, you would have just heard about it and people would have came to their own conclusion about how it came, how it, how it happened. happened. Yeah. Of course, people can twist it and be like, oh, you know, he tried to come at us, blah, blah, blah. No. On video, probably in 4K, we can 100% that y'all were violating. We, we definitely can see it and we can pinpoint and people have like proof, like you were saying, like he was only doing what he has been instructed to do. Like that was it. It wasn't called for for him to be called out of his name. It wasn't called for for him to be physically assaulted. So bitch, you, you, you karma sometimes be really instant. And oh, yeah. What you deserve. Yeah, definitely, because a lot of people, they went, I guess they found out that the people who owned the boat also owned a Mini Mart, mm-hmm. and were leaving all types of reviews, like, um, I found roaches in my food, and da 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 As they should. We love that. <laughs> we love that. Get that shit shut down. Go on Yelp. We love that. I love that. I do. Ooh, so karma will come at you fast. Speaking of karma coming to a bitch fast, Tory Lanez was recently sentenced to 10 years in jail over the um, alleged incident with him and Megan. I only say alleged because we don't want to be sued, but, I mean, the court has decided the evidence is there, uh, the information is there, the doctor's reports are there, and if we really look back on it, it's technically all his fault. How do you feel about this? I feel like he could have avoided this 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you already have a previous record. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there was something with his baby mama, right? There was, like, I, an assault charge so. or something like yeah. that. So it's like, you should already be, like, watching what the fuck you do. First of all, he wasn't even supposed to be carrying a gun. Yep. And then this happens, and someone tries to cover for you, and you decide to act an ass? Hey, sorry. And yeah. then you get in court. And completely deny your actions and try to plead not guilty when all this evidence is here, which is going to fuck you up even more. Yep. Um, one of the things that, so just some background, I, I'm pretty sure our listeners are aware of the shooting that happened um, in 2020. Um, this is one of the worst things that, besides, of course, COVID and the death that happened. This is one of the major things that happened during the pandemic with Tori and and, and Megan. Um, one of the things was just his kind of like arrogance about it. And anytime that he could, you know, he would tweet, you know, niggas think I'm going to jail, ha, 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 da, 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 you know, like shit like that, right? Um, and just kind of like picking at Megan and consistently saying her name, even after she stated that she was trying to protect him in that moment, right? Whatever their relationship was, whether they was best friends in a romantic relationship, just fucking whatever it is, they were two grown adults. Whatever Megan did, did not call for 
her to get shot because the proof is there that there's bullet fragments in her foot. Um, and he, like, like I said, he played a really large part in this. He would post things mocking uh, Megan um, and claims that she deserved to be shot. Um, he, of course, you know, continued to bully her as she was healing. Um, so it, it, it was things that I kind of feel like you brought this on yourself. She didn't want this for you, but because you were being fucking facetious, this is what you get. Right. And then we have the people. First off, let me say, like, I hope Megan is somewhere surrounded by nothing but love and people who support her um, in her journey, because I know this can't be easy. Because regardless of what happened, this was somebody that she considered a friend at one point who she was around. But to see that person, to see this incident happen, and then to know that me, Megan, tried to protect you even at one of my darkest times because I didn't want something negative to happen to you. And you kind of like throw that and mock that in my face. That sucked. Like I, I, I know it probably sucked for her. So I just hope she's somewhere surrounded by love. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause ultimately once again, like we said, this could have been avoided in so many ways. And he just took a very hard road that he didn't need to. Yeah, and I, I feel like when it when it comes to some of the things that the fans are saying, it's really interesting because a lot of people are saying, like, another black man, how can y'all cheer for another black man to be in the system, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody said, like, it's funny you say that, but you know, you haven't said anything about a black woman being put in this traumatic kind of like space or having to go through this. You know what I'm saying? It's always like the black man, the black man, the black man, but the black man decided to do this to a black woman. Right. And that's where it's falling on deaf, deaf ears. Um, And then you have those people. And this is a side of the internet that I kind of hate. You, you have those people that's just going to argue and just going to disagree just because they need to disagree with something. Like, 10 years, how can he get 10 years? Bitch, Remy Ma did eight for pretty much the same thing. Like, it ain't like they, you know, giving him too much. And then he went overboard with, like, the mocking and putting her names in song lyrics and, you know, just the tweeting and all of that type of stuff afterwards. It was just, it was too much. And sometimes you definitely get what you deserve. And then on top of that, once again, you had a previous record. Yeah. That adds into calculating how long you may be locked up. And then he still has another assault case out for um, putting his hands on August Alcina. There you so, go. So it, it adds up. Like, I don't know why people are so confused as to why it would be so long when if you already were doing stupid shit and you get caught doing more stupid shit, yeah, you're going to go for some time. There you go. I wish him nothing but the worst. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, at the same time, it's just like, damn, like you were producing music. A lot of people liked your music. Mm-hmm. I would say there were a lot of Tory Lanez fans. I mean, I liked his music when it first came out, but he just kind of started doing stupid shit. Nothing. He was kind of going for that same Chris Brown route. 
and it ain't cutting it. Sorry, kiddo. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Hold on to the soap. I don't know what else to say. I mean, Then you had, you know, celebrity reactions and things of that nature. Uh, this is why I said I hope Megan is just surrounded by people who, you know, appreciate and love her because it seems like, you know, during the trial and things like that, you had kind of like a shift in celebrities who kind of believed what happened or individuals who really didn't know what happened but still speaking on it. So it's kind of one of those things where it's really, you never really know who your friend in the industry is. Like a lot of these rappers, they just co-workers. They're not really friends. And that kind of like proves it. Like Like the baby. Yeah. He was another one that kind of aligned himself with Tory Lanez. And after he did that, his career fell apart. Um, another bitch is Mariah, the scientist. Um, she kind of has some smart shit to say. Iggy Azalea. Um, Iggy fucking wrote, uh, even though she said it was just kind of like her writing her experience with Tory Lanez. It's still like, girl, you, you could have just said like, no. Why do you need to do that? that? Yeah. What What is the point? Like, I can't afford that. So like I said, I wish him nothing but the worst. I mean, Boozy also, I guess, gave his two cent, you know, mm-hmm. bust down Boozy. And once again, it's like, thank you, but no, right. thank you. But no, no, I'm not doing it. Right. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he, he has some nice time to reflect. It's 10 years, so plenty of time to do that. Yep. Speaking of people who are, uh, I guess, path, uh, on paths of reflection. Yeah. We have uh, Wayne Brady. Or, uh, right. Whose hole is it anyway? He uh, recently came out as pansexual. Yes, the according to People magazine in their article, Wayne Brady, who is the Let's Make a Deal host, um, opened up about his long road to self discovery and how his daughter and ex wife are showing him acceptance. And one of the things that he said, one of the quotes was, "I love all people equally, and now that includes myself." And I feel like that was so deep. That was so deep. And I can only imagine how um, a person like Wayne Brady, um, and I'm going to say this and I don't mean it as shade. So I hope it doesn't come off that way. But he is one of those individuals that's kind of like a C-list celebrity, right? Um, and, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like you see Wayne Brady, you know Wayne Brady, but you're like, damn, where do I know him from? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like one of those things, right? Him coming out with this could potentially damage his career because he is the host of a popular game show. Um, so I think not only you don't think it could damage his career. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think so. No. Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, he's the host of a game show. It's- right. But think about it. It's Wayne Brady. OK. People. In that caliber, and I'm not, and I don't mean it as shade. People in that caliber, they come a dime a dozen. Somebody like a record, not a record exec, a TV executive, um, they may not want that baggage that come along with that individual to follow them to like new TV shows, new uh, you know opportunities, new movie deals, things of that nature. So he may not get those callbacks because of coming out. And and this but is just the thing like, is like. I don't feel like Wayne Brady. So I, I, the reason why a lot of those people lose opportunities on coming out is because in most cases they're playing like the leading man 
or, you know, they're the every man that everyone loves or, you know, they're playing this rugged figure. Right. And it, that's subverted when they're, you know, showing their true identity or they're comfortable with themselves and they decide to come out. I don't feel like Wayne Brady has really filled that role. Wayne Brady has filled this role of like host. Like that's what, but that's what I'm saying. But it's not that can be done by anybody. That's not that's like a, exactly what the fuck. I'm but no, saying. I'm saying like it's not like a oh, you're the leading lady in all the films and all the men want you. And then you come out as like a lesbian. And then it's like like Elliot, Elliot Page, his yes. name. Well, Elliot Page, um, when he came out, that kind of changed a lot of the roles that were available, I feel. Yes. And I don't feel like that's the same situation with Wayne Brady. You are literally saying what I'm saying in a different context. I'm saying because he is where he is, he could potentially lose out on that because... Why would you lose and out on shout that? Shout out, go mob, because that is my fraternity brother. Shout out to Wayne Brady. But why would he lose out on opportunities? Because I, bitch, I just went through. I just said the shit to you. I don't feel like he would. So, I feel man. like his. I feel like his position as a as a game show host is secured. Yes, it may be, but I'm talking about when he goes in for you know like supporting roles. And but he does. He nature. doesn't do any of that stuff. But I'm just saying. You're saying the possibility. You don't know what he auditioned for. You're but not we, in this man's back about? pocket. But I'm, I'm talking about as far as the roles that he's done. So he's done like whose line is it anyway? Yes. I think because Wayne Brady fills a specific role as like a comedian, um, as a game host, you know, he's not going for the more like leading man type roles or right. where you're trying to get the girl or X, Y, Z. Or I feel like he hasn't really done that recently. He's might have done it in the past, but I feel like he's, he's mostly notable as a host. Right. And I feel like in that specific role, you... It doesn't matter what your sexuality is or what your sexual expression is because you're mostly talking about jokes and everything else. True. I mean, I just kind of feel like I understand what you're saying, but but on, in the same token, I just think I, I hope that this doesn't affect anything with him. Um, only time would tell, right? If we look up and he's no longer the wholesome some of these shows and he's not doing uh, some of these other things. Uh, but to come out as pansexual is kind of like, you love everybody. Like you said, he love everybody. I'm happy that he has the acceptance that he need within himself, that he accepted himself enough to say it. Um, and that he has, and he feels that love with, you know, his, his ex-wife and, and his, his child. Uh, so that, I think that's pretty dope. I think it's, Kind of a good example to have. He could be the face of pansexuality. There was a lot of people saying that they hope that he don't come out with, you know, how most black notable people yeah. come out with a Caucasian partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I feel like he could become, as you said, like the face of um, pansexuality. I feel like he could become the face bitch. Of that movement, because he's already very. What am I trying to say? I don't know. He, he doesn't really exhibit a lot of sexual energy. I guess that's a way of of express of explaining it. Wow, are you saying he's not a sex symbol? No, but like this. Be careful. This is my fraternity brother. You're talking about. So please be be a little careful. Okay, I, I feel like how you move. <laughs> I feel like his sexual energy is like nondescript. 
if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think he he's one of those guys that because he's funny, people find him attractive. Yeah, he and can, it's like not, he can laugh the pants off you. It's it's more like I'm charming you with my comedy. Yeah. Versus like I'm charming you uh, based on my attributes, or I'm charming you on this, or I'm charming yeah. you on that. You know, it's more like I'm a comedic person. And I feel like there's probably other tons of other celebrities, um, comedians, I guess I would say that fall underneath that umbrella. Who do you think is is who falls under that? Uh, you mean like pansexual? Mm-hmm. Um, because I have one person that that I I think, but. Um, hmm. Tiana Taylor. Yeah, I would say Tiana Taylor. She definitely gives me. Mm. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I like everything on the buffet. Everything. Yeah. Mine and I spend a wheel. Um, you know who I always kind of felt like. Is that a Mister Sister? Um, Flex Alexander. He was on the sitcom One on One. He played the dad. Oh, okay. Interesting. I always felt like him. Um, I feel like he can come out as pansexual, and you know, people have a good time with. Oh, him. Tay Diggs. I can see Tay Diggs. Yeah, I can. I can definitely see Tay Diggs. Y'all gonna hate me for saying this, but um, Jennifer Lewis. You know who Jennifer Lewis is. She played the uh, grandmother. Did you said, "Do I know who Jennifer Lewis is?" Yeah. Yes. Okay, my bad. And you're you're saying she's pansexual? She gives me like she had a you know little rendezvous back in her day. Hmm. She gives me like that because she always loud. Like Jennifer Lewis is always motherfucking loud, and she always like she's the type of woman that sips tea with her legs cocked open. Like she man spreads. Like Jennifer Lewis is one of them ladies. Like, yes, I've munched on carpet before. Okay. So um you loud uh man spreading women. You may be pansexual. You may be pans. <laughs> you may be bad. You never know. Well, we so I mean for all the people that don't know, because we kind of jumped into this conversation just off the wall. I mean, pansexuality is basically described as someone who's sexually or romantically attracted to people regardless of their sex or gender. And you said that's Jennifer Lewis? Yep. Okay. I think Jennifer Lewis kind of feels like, you know, she gives that energy off that she can love anybody. Like, she can fall in love with anybody. She, like, when I think of, like, when people say, like, oh, they have an old soul, Jennifer Lewis is what I think about. Like, I feel like Jennifer Lewis, so, like, she is a woman of a certain age, but her soul, her aura, her charisma is just, like, of another time. Well, baby, she is old. That, that's probably yes, why. But I'm not saying she's old. That's Jennifer motherfucking Lewis. I'm not talking about Jennifer Lewis. She is a woman of First a certain First of all, age. old is not a derogatory term. According to you, I, I'm not going on record to say she old. You said that. Because uh, she is. She is an older woman. Okay. She is from a different era, actually. Yes. I'm not saying she's old. I'm not calling the godmother of Black Hollywood. You just old. said that the godmother. The godmother is usually someone who's older. No, they're not. You know, these bitches <laughs> are having babies. At well, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. 
not bitches like that, but these people are out here having babies, 18, 19, and the guy mama is a, a, a freshman at the community college. Like, no, it doesn't have to always be an older individual. You hear that, you freshman godmothers? We're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, shout out to you, Wayne Brady. We're so proud of you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a big shout out for him coming out. I mean, that's obviously a big step, especially as, you know, one, as someone who is um, a masculine presenting male and two, as someone who is black to come out and make this announcement because you don't really have too many celebrities that come out as pansexual. Correct. So it's it's interesting. Um, and let's just see where that, that journey takes him. And hopefully, you know, he feels the love within our um, community. Yeah. They'll listen to this episode and feel all the love. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you called him ugly. Who said anything about ugly? You. I did not say that. that uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm not about to have this conversation with you. You're not about to backtrack now. You said that man ain't cute. He just funny. Well. What now? So. What? I guess. <laughs> what now? <laughs> So I guess we're going to segue and transition into uh, the next portion of our show, um, which is our Twitter online culture culture um, part. The word is. Yep. And we're going to be kind of jumping into a topic that has been brought up recently, um, basically club atmosphere. So a lot of people are kind of talking about how clubs just aren't what they used to be mm-hmm. and kind of miss the good old days when people would actually go socialize, dance, listen to music, which is completely, I don't want to say completely opposite, but we are definitely in different times. Yes. So um, this topic came about, um, there was a um, individual on a podcast and she said she believes that clubs, lounges, and restaurants are overcharging um, and burning its own people out for a lifestyle. Um, And so she brought up, you know, like you said, like the sections and the hookah and paying so much for a bottle and um, just creating kind of like a a different atmosphere. And I, it kind of got me to thinking about when I was younger and when I went to the club, like, you went to the club and something, well, me and my friends, we went to the club and, you know, an outfit that was cute, but something that we knew was going to get sweated out because we was going to dance. We was going to party. We was going to have a good time. Now, bitch, you go to the club and you in your finest from head to toe and you standing there with a fan because you don't want <laughs> your drip to look like you tripping. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's one of those things. So it's completely different. I... Personally, that's why I don't like to party in some of these cities because it's just solely based on sections and popping this bottle. And this bottle is $200 when it's $70 at the liquor store, if that. And nobody, it seemed like, I shouldn't say nobody. There's a few people that go to have a good time. But I can remember, bitch, when I first moved here. There used to be a couple of people that used to just always be dancing in the club, like dancing, bitch, just sweating, dancing and going in. And I used to be a little annoyed by it. And then I was like, bitch, that's what I used to do. Like, that's what the club is for. Right. Like, I can stand up at home 
I don't have to come to the club and just stand around. And it's like a fashion show. And the drinks are too high. I feel like I'm just ranting. Like, I'm just going No, but rant. these are all valid things. Like, And it's a good point that you're bringing up. Because when we're talking about how we put into these club cultures, we're talking about, you know, you're paying 300 400 for a section. And these are McDonald's booths. Yeah. And they're not like off in a different area either. You're talking about you right next to the, the walkway where people yeah. got to go. You barely have a place to stand, yeah. but you just are paying to have that place secured. And then when you get in there, y'all just sit around. Yeah. Nobody's actually dancing in these areas. And I think it's trying to invoke, you know, this whole like hip hop culture as well. Like back in the early 2000s, you know, it was cool to like, Oh, see this celebrity in the the section, or watch a music video and see how they walk past everybody to go to the section, and blah 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 blah. So now every single club, everywhere you go, has to now have a section. Yeah, and, and I'm like, that's silly. Like, why is that even a thing? Yeah, and but I hope I come into some money to where I can buy a club because I'm going to get rid of that. And I feel like in the long run there'll be longevity in it because. You go, like, for instance, you go to a club, you get ready, you get prepared to go to the club, and then it's kind of like that high of stepping into a club to just, bitch, like, just standing there. It's like, bitch, I just sweated and waited in line just to come in and stand in. And then half of the time, they're just creating a line to make it seem like the club is extremely packed. And bitch, you go in there and you able to find Waldo. Like, I don't understand why, like, these clubs do some of the things that they do. And the whole paying to skip the line. Like, I'm paying $40 to skip a line to go stand in line to get this drink that's overpriced. Like, I, I don't get it. it. It's not... It's not one of my favorite things to do anymore. I have more fun preparing and getting ready to go out than I do actually being out. And I think the tides are changing because, you know, there seems to be a movement of people who are like, let's just do a kickback. Well, let's just do this versus going out because the experiences are just not the same. Clubs now are kind of built for a younger generation where, you know, they haven't been out and they want to go out and they want to be seen. And this is a newer experience where it's like, if you've already done it, Oh, y'all going up on price. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. And, and you know, we see all the time, like, on social media, people like, oh, I thought it was going to be like this in a club. Like, people would see, like, the Hot in Here video by Nelly or You Don't Have to Call by Usher. Those were, like, the, the last two that I saw. And they was like, oh, I thought it was going to be like that. Baby, it was like that. Like, there was a time, like, bitch, I, I know I'm, I'm not giving my age away, but I was sneaking into the club, right? Like, I was in high school. Um, and... Niggas was doing routines. Like, they had the routines down pat. They was... Ooh. Yeah. The jerking... Yeah. Like, you know, they, they had they had the shit prepared. Yeah, jerk. 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 Mm-hmm. Jerk. Uh, like, like... Trauma. Man, to the window. <laughs> to the wall. Like, bitch, when that song came out, I just remember feeling so alive. Because you would be, like, next to a bitch you had no idea who it was. But bitch, we point to the window together. We point to the wall together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we we're it was just a more comfortable setting, more comfortable atmosphere. And it sucks that 
some clubs don't have that same feeling. Right. And then even outside of clubs, because we've spent a nice little minute even talking about that, you got the lounges and the restaurants. Yeah. They'd be trying to like overcharge for this and overcharge for that. You know, you putting a little um a little henny in a <laughs> in a little bottle and you're right. talking about over way over the amount it should be. Yeah. And then you have like these, which I've, I've had this conversation before, but these lounges that consider themselves lounges, but there's no place to actually lounge. lounge. Like yeah. you barely got any seats. It's almost all standing practically yeah. at that point. It's like, how are you even calling yourself a lounge? Yeah. Like when I'm thinking about a lounge, I'm thinking about, you go, you got some seats here. You might even have a layout, you know, sectional something. Like I want to be able to lounge. Like, bitch, I work all week. Like that's what I came yeah. here for. The mother. That's what lounge. I came here for. And instead, I'm sitting around here, standing around, looking at other people. And then you telling me I got to pay for a section. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Do you think that this is going to be able to continue sustain itself, especially no, as the newer no. generation? And we saw one club who recently went to on the strip they went to the whole section model and it was like okay that's what you want bitch we're gonna take our talents elsewhere and two weeks later we came back baby no section no nothing you come in because it's stupid right because you 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 take away and i think that's why a lot of people go to what the fuck is the name of that club um on premise no on the strip um Mr. Mr. Lava. Lava. That's why uh, a lot of people go to Lava because it gives you that, like, bitch, I can sit on top of, you know, the seats. I can, you know, vibe. I can feel myself with my friends. And they sectioned it off. And when they sectioned it off, the time that we went, it was like, bitch, nobody was partying. Everybody was standing there because it was it wasn't enough space to do anything. So it just kind of like, okay, right. let's go somewhere else. And then they quickly changed it. So I feel like once people just start going to these clubs and not buying, not getting these sections, not falling into it, we'll go back to how it's supposed to be. We'll see. And I feel like with the newer generation, they are definitely more, they're more apt to dance. They want to have a good time and not like stand around. So overall, I think it is going to kind of change as time goes on because you're going to have people that are not going to be buying these sections. Yeah, Like you're talking about you want... $200, $300, $400, $500 for a section, and people are going to look at you like you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, excuse me? No. No, my. But, of course, there's always going to be somebody out there for that. For that audience, so. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Um, Speaking of an audience, guess who's back on another rant? This is your homegirl, so I'll let you go into more detail well you know doja cat is back at it again you know wide-eyed and uh (laughs) wide nostril yeah just you know all through the night and yeah basically she went on the rant once again about her music saying that she doesn't care if people like her music or not um you know y'all can go find something else to listen to go suck my cock you know c-a-w-k with her whole chest. And a lot of people are saying, like, whoa, you know, the uh this is not the same Doja that's being that's on the tracks, you know. Yeah. You sound a lot different. <laughs> and it's kind of like a I guess you could say digital blackface when she hops on these tracks, and then she's kind of a different person behind. I mean, she's already told people that, you know, 
it was just a cash grab for her first couple albums or first couple singles. So how do you, how do you feel about that? I don't feel anything about Doja Cat this go round, but for the sake of the show, I will kind of go into I guess detail. Um, I feel like she's just showing her true colors, and we need to accept that. Now, some of the things she was saying, like she, there's a lot of people who she, a lot of music that she listened to, she's not going to assume that she's going to like everybody. Right, I get that. We talked last week right. about you know there are some people who you have to separate the art and the artist. And the first person that comes to mind when I think about it is Summer Walker. Like, there's something about her that I don't vibe with. Right, I don't know her personally, but from what she has shown me, right. And so I think with. Doja, I feel the same way. There's something that she, I've always kind of, she's one of those people where I've just been waiting for a reason to be like, okay, yeah, I don't have to support. That doesn't mean she's not talented. That doesn't mean she doesn't make good music. That doesn't mean, you know, a lot of different things um, when it comes to her, but it just means that like, I don't have to like you. And and this and this is your true personality with your Valley Girl voice, right? Like she showed her true, absolute true colors. Um, I feel, and people are saying, you know how, like you said, it's like cosplay. Like she's talking about getting dick in her guts and all of this, and the nigga that she's with, niggas ain't shit. But you have a white boyfriend who has his own drama-filled things that's going on, and you're kind of, like, in a sense, protecting him as well. Um, and that's why I feel like she's going on this whole kind of, like, rant and in, in being edgy. And You feel like it's a misdirection? I do. And I feel like it's not, it's not lost on me that once Black men and Black Twitter honestly start showing her attention, she like her body attention, she like lost weight, cut her hair, cut her eyebrows, just did all of this alternative type shit, I feel like to kind of make herself separate from from that. Those are things that just make, kind of make me go, hmm, like, okay. I just feel like she's going to great lengths to be like, well, I don't care um, what you guys think, but also going on these long rants that, you know, show differently. If it was something that you honestly didn't care about, it wouldn't be this big of a factor. Right. This is now what the third or fourth time that she's spoken on this specific kind of topic. And I, I, I don't know what she is doing, um, but it's not in her favor. It's not in her favor. And if she keeps going down this route, she's going to be one of those individuals. And maybe this, maybe that this big of stardom isn't what she wants, which sucks because some of her performances and some of her um, music videos was brilliant. But if that's not what she wants, then I'm going to give you what you want. It could be. It could be. This is Maybe she's just completely done and doesn't want to continue on this road as far as stardom. Hey, that's 100% your choice. It's just 
burning the bridges and everything like that is not going to make it end well. Um, so yeah, I just wish that she, <laughs> I don't know. I, I wanted her to succeed, but hey, you can't force somebody to succeed. If you want to burn the, the bridges down and, you know, burn everything down around you, that's 100% your choice. Yeah. Um, now, I will say there has been a topic about artists who are raised by <laughs> raised by white parents, um, especially the mixed artists, come in with a specific type of persona. They all come in real banjee. Real, um, like <laughs> some of the names that were mentioned were Drake mm-hmm. and Lotto, mm-hmm. and it's just interesting seeing the how they kind of navigate. I feel like Lotto and Drake have stayed kind of very true to the line, yeah. But you can kind of see cracks in Doja's foundation that she wasn't really about half the shit she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Very true, and I think that's interesting. Um, we need a case study done on that. It is interesting because, I mean, you also there's also things that are like Drake had that whole incident where that picture came out and he was in blackface. Yeah. And there was a whole controversy there. Um, and then Lotto. I mean, her name was Mulatto. Yeah. Like when she first came out and there that was like. So there's, there's these, it's an interesting thing. And I would love to see a further study done on biracial artists in the industry and how they kind of navigate that because it's interesting. That will be, yeah. But yeah, we'll go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Amir. Thanks for tuning in. You can find Road Dogs podcast episodes and interviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify platforms. You can also see our latest updates and when episodes drop on our Twitter and Instagram page. Be sure to tell a friend to follow and support your Road Dogs. Now back to the show. And speaking about interesting things. Yes, 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 yes. So there's a side of Twitter that is really interesting. Okay. A couple of days ago, unfortunately, a young man tweeted, uh, the love of my life basically took his own life, right? Um, and so, of course, you had individuals um, wishing him well, individuals kind of like saying, you know, we're praying for you and his family, all of the, you know, things that we should say um, when somebody is in is in need. Um, and then a couple of days later, uh, someone says, y'all sucking dick tonight? And he retweeted. I did last night. Bro was trembling and shaking. And so that got people to (laughs) kind of like say, hold on, bitch. You just said your man lost his life not too long ago. And you're already tweeting about you doing sexual or having sexual activities with another individual. Um, And he replied, I've been emotionally numb for days. So what if I chose to feel something, um, something was in all caps, by doing something that was normal for my past relationship? So essentially he's saying, you know, they had threesomes. They, I'm assuming, um, was a little open. Um, So he's saying like, why shouldn't I do something to feel something? If that's something that I did in the past. Um, 
I just feel like, baby, how are you moaning and you were mourning? Like, ugh. you know, um, like, I, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, baby, you could have had a Listerine strip if you wanted yes. to feel something. Like, <laughs> like, but you could have got a tattoo. What, so my thing is, like, I don't want to ever tell somebody how to mourn because that is a, a hard process, especially if it was someone that you were with. He didn't need to share that online. And I think that was the fault. You have whatever process you need, go through it. If you are publicly saying like, oh, um, my partner has passed away, especially from suicide. Yeah. It's a very touchy, touchy uh, topic. Extreme. If you are, you know, this is something that you're expressing online and obviously you're doing it because there's some type of engagement there. I wouldn't follow up with that. Yeah. You know. Wait till, you know, the body's in the, you know, ground, maybe, before you start just, like. And I, I really don't want to come off as um, extremely judgmental because God knows I am not one to judge what someone does in the comforts of their own bedroom. Well, it's not even right? what you do. Why do you need to post it? Yeah. Why do you need to tell everyone yeah, like that you just, you, you if, just gave somebody the heebie-jeebies? Yeah, like. You talking about you, the throat king, literally 48 hours after you just said the love of your life passed away. Regardless if that's something that y'all did or not, you should have known that the reaction was going to be, hold on, wait a minute. Especially when we're talking about, we're not talking about a car accident. We're not talking about, right. uh, you know, he got hurt or anything like that, or even like a heart attack. We're talking about suicide. Yeah. That means that person was in pain. I, I don't think it would be the best idea to be like, okay, well, on to the next it thing made it, I need to do. And that's what it made it seem like. And we're not, by no means are we saying that that is the case, but we're just saying what it looks like from the outside. Right. And that's why he caught so much flack for it, because it just kind of was one of those things where it's just like, well... Well, damn, we just went on this emotional roller coaster with you and we, you know, sent you all these well wishes and you swallowing dick. Which is, <laughs> I don't want to tell anybody what they can and cannot do, but. Very true. Why? Don't post it. Don't post it. Don't post it. Because you, right now, you are making it public knowledge. Yeah. First of all, it's already wild that you are making public knowledge that you just swallowed somebody up. Yeah. That's already on a, a, a level. Yeah. And then. I'm not going to tell you you wild and out of control, but that's on a level. Already, yeah. After that, you you out of pocket. Yeah, and then I I, I think one of the things is like, um, he was saying, you know, that's something him and his partner did. Okay, cool. Yeah, people may have known, but you didn't need to say that again. Like, like you didn't need to kind of put that out there that that was something that you and him did. Like, don't speak ill of the dead. Don't bring those type of things up. He's no longer here to defend himself, or he's no longer here to kind of like say what he would feel comfortable with uh, being shared. So it's 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 such an unfortunate thing. Um, like we said, everybody mourns differently. But damn. Yeah, it's just the... Sometimes we just have to stop, step away from social media, especially if you're in mourning. I feel like that's a good time to disconnect and just focus on you and what you need, the type of healing that you need during that time where that person is no longer there, no longer a part of your life. Yeah. Um, and if that if that means that you, you know, 
Bukaki. Hey, <laughs> do that, but just don't tell us. Th- yeah, don't, just don't tell people. Don't don't tell people that your partner committed suicide, and then the couple days later, you're telling people that you got Bukaki. That that doesn't yeah. If you want to get Eiffel Towered, that is 100% up to okay, you. Okay, let's go ahead and just kind of move on to the next topic. Because why? Why? Reverse and forward, cowgirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to heal is, you know. Okay. Smegma. Okay. Okay. But yeah, speaking of fluids, Blueface the Predator was caught recently on video where it actually showed that he would force Krishan, right, Mm -hmm. to take shots at times or kind of coerce her to take shots. And then he would look at the camera and wouldn't take it. Did you happen to see the video? Yeah. Yeah. Um... He's a grown man. They're they're all grown individuals in in this. But have you ever seen uh, the videos of like Blueface Mom? Mm-hmm. Maybe like on and off. Yeah, I, I just feel like um, a lot of his behavior may stem from how he his background and how he grew up. Again, he's a grown man. But if he grew up in that household, like, this doesn't shock me. Oh, like, you're a grown man, but still, like, I you should like, know. Yeah, he's he's definitely, uh, not only is he a womanizer, he's, he just doesn't seem like the type of person that's just, like, a good person. Like, that's that's 100%, like, predator type of skis. Like, for you to be there, be like, oh, yeah, take a shot, take a shot. And like, then you turn around. Like, yeah. And you turn around and you don't take it. Like, yeah. that's how predators work. Toss that's how they, floor. you know, they try to force these women into sexual situations by getting them drunk. And why would you even, you're doing it on camera. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, blue face is just not. His name is Blue Face. For one thing, like there's that, right? But then it's also just kind of like a number of different things that he's done that's kind of like shown um, his character. I felt like when it comes to like this type of like predator esque behavior, it's just like it's real, like icky. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I have the words that I want to say, but it's just like what type of man would do those type of things. And it's also like, why would these individuals put themselves, you know, in a position to be treated this way by him? You know, there's a lot of things that he has done over the course of, you know, the time of him being with these individuals and they still go back. They see it. They see there's no change behavior with him, but they still go back and they still have these dealings with him. I mean, it's unfortunate. He's not, a person, an artist that I support, he's one of those people I can't separate the art from the artist. Cause yeah, I would agree. Yeah, no. Yeah, I would definitely say 
it's quickly like next song <clears throat> if it ever comes on. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, I think they're not together anymore, right? He's with like a lookalike. As of today, as of today, child, tomorrow, you never know. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I mean, he just <sighs> just had a tweet recently, I think one day ago, where he says, like, it's been about two weeks since I've cheated. I think I'm going to go for three. She's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Like, you can't make this shit up. It, uh, uh, yeah. Like, ugh. And and people find that like attractive. He's not that attractive. It can't be that bomb. It, like, it really is not like, in the face at all. You like you like you see like where he comes from, like mentally, how he's treated and kind of like mistreated these other individuals. Like you see this type of stuff. So it's just like, you know what, girl. Girl, <laughs> like, bitch, if that's the route you want to go on, sister, have fun on that ride, but don't, but don't, because you know what type of nigga he is. Right. And there's that. There we go. Well, then, you know, once again, I also blame Zeus Network. Yes, the Zeus Network, they're enablers, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and I blame the people that kind of watch that bullshit. I'm saying it like I don't be watching Zeus Network. I don't blame the people that watch it. I blame them for the programming that they create. Yeah, because they could definitely they could definitely build programming around. Because I think Krishan and Blueface are at the point to where people are so invested in anything that they do. If they put uh, programming together that kind of had them there trying to create and going through therapy and fix their family issues and stuff like that, people will watch it because. People feel like they so far gone right now. Like, they ain't shit going to help them. Right. And they the only way you have positive. is to go up. Yeah, to see something positive come out of it. I believe people will watch that. But instead, they're going for the quick buck. They're going for the quick, you know, views. And it's not going to be something that... Because after a while, people are going to be like, yo, why am I supporting this? And people are like that. You have us talking about it right now. Like, we don't want to support that. We don't want to see two young people's lives go down the drain and... No change behavior, so that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, better choices. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in for our episode. Yes, thank you for tuning in. Um, I feel like we talked a lot today. There was a lot of shit going on. There was. So shout you out know- to the people in the world for doing some shit. So we have some shit to talk about. <laughs> We love y'all for that. And the way that the the world is burning, um, I think there's gonna be tons of more shit to talk about. Yeah, or we might not. We might not make it to the next episode. <laughs> this bitch might blow. You never know. But right. um, shout out to y'all. Uh, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, of course, it is Road Dogs Podcast. On Twitter, it is Road Dogs Pod. Um, share, like, subscribe. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. And, of course, go ahead and subscribe to the streaming services. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. As soon as the episode drops, you will get notifications letting you know. 
Yes, you will. Turn your notifications on. They can turn your notifications yeah, on. Yeah, turn right? your notifications on. If you haven't opened the app, the um, whatever your streaming app is, and like, a couple of weeks, it's probably not going to notify you. So right. open it up periodically to make sure you get those notifications because we are here dishing it out every week. Yes. We can tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell the bitches that you barely fuck with. Tell the bitches that like you ain't going to fight for them, but like, girl, don't get into nothing. Like, we cool. We can go to lunch. Tell them hoes to listen to us. There you go. Yeah. Not hoes. Tell, um, tell your friend who's an aspiring rapper to listen to us. Don't do that. Why not? Because we don't have nobody talking about they want to come on to display their talents. I was talking about the subjects. We talked about Doja Cat. And oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. No, we only want people on here that we know fire. The people that we had on here, they're talented. We don't want to, it's, it's aspiring. We don't want a bitch that's aspiring to something. No, we want somebody that know what they're doing. I just said for listeners. Oh, okay. okay. Just for listeners. <laughs> bitch, how did I get there? How did I get there? Because I'm like, no. The caliber of people that we had on here? No, we had some really good people on here. We don't want just anybody. Um, yeah, so thank you guys all for listening. And of course, all of y'all. we'll have it out this week. And see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.